Good afternoon, good morning, and hello. You have clicked the buttons that allow you to access the ever-amazing podcast phenomenon that is the Man-Childian Candidate. My name is G-Man, and I'm sitting across from P-Boss. Good morning, sir, and welcome to the program. It's exciting. I'm pumped for this one, my dude. This is a... This is another straight from straight from the water cooler to the ears of the listener. This discussion that we're about to have has been had several times and is ever evolving. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And how are you, my friend? Oh, I am absolutely smashing, and there are many reasons why, and I'll I'll get into that in just a sec. But just a quick um a quick preface about what today's program is going to be about is we are going to be delving into the video game world yeah. headlong with our feet in the air, analyzing and discussing our favorite video game weaponry. It's going to be a helter-skelter show. If you've ever picked up a controller or a mouse, you will be very familiar with the notion that most of the games out there, probably 80% of them, require some degree of maiming. And we're going to be discussing the most exceptional ways in order to maim your virtual foes. So I'm really looking forward to that. And there will be a few rules that I'm going to lay out before we get into the flesh of it um, that I've just come up with. I I, I had a thought, and they're very rare. So I thought I'm, I'm going to run with it, you know. Should I have my lawyer here? Or is this? I most likely. I assumed he was already here, so you know you didn't obviously get well, that. Well, but <laughs> it sort of tu- it sort of turns out that he's actually a diesel mechanic anyway, so it's fine. It, it explains a lot, really. I, I love it, dude. Um, but, you know, I, I am fantastic. And the reason being is I've just recently got my hands upon one of the most sought-after devices that has just graced planet Earth. And I did receive from a very particular bunch of people, the Sony Corporation, my PlayStation 5 and a couple of controllers oh, and a flash new My brother. Game. Dude, I've launched in now. I'm, I'm in. I'm part of the next generation, and it feels good. Normally, what I would have done in the past is I've been a day one fan. You know, I get the thing straight away. But because of lack of components across the planet for this particular device, <laughs> there's been a waiting list, and I've been on one, and I've jumped ship from different waiting lists to make sure that I get the most recent one. And Lo and behold, there it is. Yes. So I got it three weeks before they said I would, um, and I've been pretty much not sleeping, to be honest with you, just um, really enjoying discovering the new you know, operating system and the new user interface and seeing if there are, in fact, noticeable differences between the last gen and this gen. And let me tell you, there really is. There's oh. something, something is happening. But the most important thing for me, aside from the obvious graphical fidelity that now happens and just little bits and pieces that come with um, you know, being a new next-generation console, the most notable improvement, I've got to say, is the DualSense controller. It is one of the finest pieces of technology that I've had in my hot little hands. And wow. It just really is something else, man. From the notion that uh, it's actually, I remember when the Rumble Pack was introduced into the <laughs> Nintendo 64. Yes. Um, since then, it's sort of been a little requirement to increase, um, I don't know, what you would perceive as greater immersion, whether that be through Rumble or not. So what they've done now is we've got this uh, haptic feedback, which is really quite quite something i thought initially it was going to be a super gimmick but and it kind of is until it's utilized in a proper way but when i was walking through the one of these levels in a new game and it started to rain i could feel the drops 
of on the controller at any given point that the character was sensing the drops as well. That's and crazy. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, and on top of that are the adaptive triggers, which I thought, and I'm still not 100% sold on these. They are sort of gimmicky at the moment, but they actually have force feedback in them. So when it comes time, there's a game where you use a bow. And so you can feel the, the right trigger when you're drawing your bow. It gets to a point like, oh, I can't go any further. And then you click through that and launch it. And so you've actually got this feeling of actually launching whatever projectile you are willing to launch. And it's really Gosh. quite remarkable, man. So it's it's a, that controller is the next-gen thing. It's kind of blown me away. The games at the moment are still, of yeah. course, a little bit, you know, they're, they're last-gen. They're just shinier. There's been no real um, improvements in gameplay-wise, really. But the controller, as far as this goes, as gimmicky as it might be right now, it's fairly impressive. So impressive. I'm, I'm very excited. Most man. impressive. The only problem is, man, there's actually no games. <laughs> you know? yeah. There's actually not enough games right now. So I've, I've played through Miles Morales and I've played through the ones that are all pre-installed on the, uh, on the PS5 themselves. But now I'm just checking the store every five minutes going, oh, it's got to be a new game, doesn't it? Oh, my God. And so there isn't just yet. So I've just got to exert a little bit of patience and wait for the industry to catch up. And it will. There will be, like before Christmas, a snowballing of stuff released for both the Xbox Series S, X, and um, the PlayStation 5. So it's a good time, if you've got a, con- uh, if you've got a console, to actually be a next-gen gamer. So it's very exciting, my brother. Well, I've got a few questions. So with the haptic feedback idea, I'm assuming you can, if you want to, turn that off. Yeah. Well, at this point, it doesn't seem like you can, um, but it's so inoffensive that you don't. It doesn't really dominate your experience. It, in fact, does enhance it. And if you're going in thinking like I'm going to see what the haptic feedback's like, well, you want more examples of it being used than ever in some sort of way. But I see what you're getting at with um, potentially the adaptive triggers potentially being a real annoyance when playing online. If you're playing a Twitch shooter and you've got to move your finger even a little bit further than you used to, then that might slow down your firing rate or blah, blah, blah. So that'll be interesting to see how it goes into competitive shooting. I'm even wondering if, if that could lead to a bit more fatigue in the hand, you know, like uh, Dude. Um, if, you, if you're sort of forcing me to squeeze a bit harder. But I, I mean, I, we'll do a bit of research. I would assume that would come down more to um, the software. So as in individual games are probably going to, be able to oh, yeah. uh, give the option to turn turn things on or off. But yeah, it's a funny one, Cuzzy. I know these days I'm playing more online, you know, shooters and mm. that's mainly just COD and PUBG. And uh, it was really weird, man. I got to a point where I, I turned all feedback from, from my controllers off. So yeah. I don't I don't even have vibration and stuff on kind of did affect me man like it was just like it was just not something like if i'm if i'm perched up on a ledge looking down the scope of a car 98k you know in PUBG, and it's kind of kind of an important shot i really don't want any shaky vibey sort of feedback coming through because i'm doing enough of that myself uh (laughs) (laughs) you know so that would be i don't know why but that would be the only thing for me but but Cut back to playing something like Doom Eternal. Yeah, man, put it all on. So, I guess for me, Absolutely. that's that's a sum. That's my position. I'd be like, um, don't give me a, any of that when I'm playing online shooters. But you know, for campaigns and stuff. Oh gosh, oh. man, I'm, I'm I'm imagining that that would just be amazing. Oh well, look, seeing what they can possibly do with it 
um, is going to be really interesting. But look, as you say, I think you're 100% right on there. If it comes down to your victory being the fact that your controller was shaking a bit too much at the time because it was trying to emulate an explosion or whatever, yeah. you know, immersion's one thing, but then also online success is another. So yeah, totally. hopefully, with any hope, either they don't include it in the online portion of the games, but also perhaps have an option to switch it off. I reckon. If that's going to be the thing. I reckon they So would, look, man. if you're smart, you will. And so far, but look, through single player experiences, wow, it's it's pretty impressive technology. So dude, I've got to ask you, like take, take me through that moment because this is, I think, something that really only a gamer gets to experience you know take me through it like the unboxing like the smells oh. like like the curiosity yeah. of going Woo! Yeah. and then further to that man take me through that first moment when you just went okay i'm all plugged in i'm gonna power on dude Dude, I got to say, like it was absolutely smashing, and I got the call from um, the distributor whom I got the console through, and uh, I got there. I think it was kind of forty minutes away, but I got there in ten. <laughs> I was there, and I put the baby in the car, and I put the seatbelt on, and I drove the damn thing home. Um, the unboxing was—it's fa- a fairly simple occasion. It looks like they've been mass produced. Yeah, it wasn't sort of like ooh, but it was—that's the smell, you know, when you get that factory smell. There's something oh, yeah. about it. But it's got to be said, though, man, like um, in the past when I have had a new console and I've done the whole plugging in thing, as you've just mentioned, I have had many occasions where it, A, hasn't been tuned in, it hasn't it needed a first day update, it needed all of this sort of stuff, blah, 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 and you haven't been able to get access to the damn thing within the first hour of having it in your home. Yeah. This was not the case here. Everything between the PS4 and the PS5 was just seamless. And I took my external hard drive out of the PS4, plugged it into the PS5. I can play all the damn games, man. It is perfect. Seamlessly, no rubbish, no updates required. You just got to update your, um, or upload your save files to the cloud and then download them onto the PS5. And then you're laughing. It was the most seamless, seamless experience, man. And there's nothing like that. And I, was, I saw this great meme, you know, like I remember ages ago when I got like a, I got a Mega Drive for Christmas in 1994 or five. And um, when we plugged that guy in, no, nah, that we didn't have the right TV. Yeah, like we had to go out and buy a TV almost yeah. that day to tune that sucker in. So this was absolutely flawless, man. Absolutely flawless. So yeah, a really exciting integrated experience, and it's all just still there. You know, all my trophies. Does the headset come with it or not? No, you've got to buy that separately, yeah. but the controller itself has a built-in microphone, so you don't need a headset. If you're looking for you know, oral fidelity, absolutely get that headset because the PS5 also boasts this quite incredible next-gen 3D sound, which I haven't really explored yet because I don't have the 3D headset, which is on the way. But if you're just willing to communicate with a, a pal of yours, then you don't need a headset at all anymore. You just go, huh. You just talk into the controller and it picks it up beautifully. It doesn't get any other room noise at all. And does the controller have a 3.5 jack input so you could just chuck hey, in other head? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's the same as the PS4 one. It's just ready to go. So if you want better fidelity, you definitely plug something in. But out of the box, you can use it straight away. So I think to me, Crackers, that's a really decent dude. thing. Like, man, i got to say, like the 3D headset, 180 bucks, And, you know pretty sweet piece of technology but um, normally when you're buying headsets you can then use them across many different things I'm interested to see if this will have that same level of um, connectivity but up until then we just won't know but 
Yeah, it's incredibly versatile little machine so far. And there's been a lot of reports, actually, I've been paying a lot of attention on Reddit to it crashing, hard crashing a bunch of times and all this sort of stuff. I haven't yet experienced this, which is lucky. You know, maybe I just am lucky out of the box. But, you know, there's always a, a bit of a, a caveat to having a, a console on game day before these things have been in operation. You know, they, you know, the PlayStation 5 hasn't been left on for 36 hours with games dropping in and out and blah, blah, blah. So the big test is now. And so far, I'm very impressed with this piece of technology. The yeah. only bad thing I will say about it is it's huge. Like, it's huge, man. It's half a meter tall. And to anyone that's got a, you know, a nice little TV cabinet or something, this guy sits to the side. It does not integrate into your uh, existing library of, um, of media entertainment. It's massive, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it looks a little bit like um, something from Lord of the Rings, you know? It looks like Sauron's Tower. It's quite large and kind of oppressive, but it's also impressive in its oppressiveness in your uh, lounge room space. So yeah. if you only yeah. want one piece of tech in there because you can only fit one, well, make it that. It's but yeah, it's been a hell of a blast so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. To be honest, um, yeah, it's very exciting times. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's a couple of things with me with with which I'm watching with with great interest. I de I definitely have mixed emotions by the look of the thing. I applaud what they've gone for. It's like okay, that's that has that has large aspects of of dopeness about it, but whether or not it's it's a look for me is a whole nother thing i sure. i almost you know obviously our listeners know that you know i i, I come from the other other team i'm an xbox guy i kind of like the way this is just obviously p personal but i kind of like the way they've kind of gone minimalist and sort of gone look it's it's kind of a pc now we're, we're moving close yeah. closer to a pc i kind of dig that man and the other thing that I am curious about is that headset. Like, if you get it, I'd, I'll be picking your brain on that because, oh, yeah. as you know, I am a massive uh, headset snob. I have <laughs> three or four Audio different file, headsets. I, I am, my dude. And, and I do think it's the difference between consistently making top tens or not with, with yeah. competitive shooters. And I do, you know, I do have the, um, the Astro uh, gaming DAC that I run. So, you know, the mm. external little gaming amp that I run. So um, I would be interested because off the top of my head, you tell me $180 for a headset, that's hitting a really competitive landscape. For 180 bucks, you can get some very very good headsets um yeah. so i'd be very interested to see where this one falls in the mix and why i asked you about the 3.5 is even those dope headphones that you've got on at the moment the audio technicas mm. you know going through a 3.5 are going to be highly competitive and highly Absolutely. you know hard to beat for sound so yes that's yes. possibly Just the fidelity. only thing yeah, everything else I've gone great. Like the the controller really does interest me, but yeah, 180 smackers for a headset. It's like mm. that would want to be good because it's in a competitive strata. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and and I was about to say like I feel it might be in the same realm as like the controller is an overindulgence and it's it's 
the style that you're buying and it's the first party thing that you're buying. And so that's really the allure because the, the PlayStation is this sleek sort of white. They've really gone for this. The controller is white with uh, see-through buttons and the headset is white and sharp and smooth all in the same token, like straight out of iRobot or something, you know. From, yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's really quite a rad-looking thing. But you're right, you know, visuals are one thing, but functionality, this is the thing I'm going to be wearing on my damn head. But it also might be just really rad when you're playing a single-player experience as well. And I think maybe that might be more the focus, I think, in a way, as opposed to having a really excellent competitive here-all headset experience. But that remains to be seen. That's my prediction. Definitely, we'll man. find out. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, my dude. And look, hopefully, oh. hopefully, not that long away from my first impressions of Xbox. But yeah, it is funny, like the the similarities between you and me are to be celebrated, but also the differences. Because I'm the opposite of you. I and maybe it's because I got burnt so hardcore by Xbox. I was part of that generation that got red ringed hardcore, and I yeah. and I'm not referring to dietary, you know, decisions. <laughs> You know, I bought home the Xbox 360, Cuzzy. My first 360, it red-ringed the day I bought it home. It was... Man, was it sad. Yeah. And then then, I had a second Xbox 360 that red-ringed not long after. So the one that, you know, the replacement one red-ringed, oh, within, I think, weeks <laughs> oh, um, yeah no no I that was, breaks your heart yeah 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 i was not happy so i've been the opposite you know since release of these things now i go listen man i just think we have a history particularly now with game developers and hardware pr- producers of just being maybe pushed by marketing guys to just smash it out by certain dates when it's just not ready. Best example of that is my, you know, my, my current gen Xbox and the Xbox X was was a was an awesome decision. So I actually hold, held on to my 360 for a, a too long, months too long, six months, just waiting yeah. for that X to come out. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is jam. And that puppy has been, honestly, man, a workhorse, workhorse and I've had yeah. just yeah. no problems with it and it's it's run games really well. The other thing that I'm left with is my main game being PUBG. As many game developers have kind of gone, yeah, we're a bit behind the eight ball here. PUBG put out a thing not long ago going, yeah, listen, sorry, uh, we're going to be pretty slow to the party. So even if I purchase the next gen console, I'm still only going to be still, you yeah. know, struggling yeah. at 1080 and, and maybe getting 60 frames, you know. Yeah, but look, I got to say in that regard, um, because of this next gen sort of thing, like my PS4 actually has no relevance anymore at all. The PS5 has integrated everything into it so seamlessly, and so it did feel a bit weird because I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons, and um, so I got this next gen sort of thing. I played all the games that I possibly could on that. Now I'm playing all my PS4 games through the PS5, but with this new controller, and it's just tighter. It doesn't do any of the functionality, but yeah, it's really quite, really quite an amazing thing. So hopefully, with any luck, that's how the integration between the Xbox and the Xbox is going to be. So fingers crossed. So I'm curious, do you notice like the PS4 games are just running a bit noticeably better or reduced loading times? 100%, yeah. It's loading times, man. And it's got to be said, like Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man game is just so rad. And when you spark up the console, it takes maybe 20 seconds to get onto the main menu. Then you press X and within five seconds, you're swinging the streets of New York. It's 
It's that quick. It's stunning. Holy dooly. Oh, it is next gen. But look, let's get into the, um, shall we get into the flesh of the game today? What do you think? Absolutely, my dude. I'm, like I said, there's going to be a lot of items on this list. And uh, before, really you, uh, before you unload your ensuing rules, which I may or may not participate in, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the idea, I guess, is just we're not necessarily, well, my intention is not necessarily to assemble the greatest or the most effective, but this is kind of a personal list of just yes. weapons that I find magical and rad. Exactly. Um, and I've done a lot of research, as I imagine you have, and there are a lot of bits and pieces out there of the most iconic weapons yes. and all yes, this yes, sort of yes. stuff. And yes, that, that's relevant. But these ones that I'm going to mention, and I'm sure the same to you, um, are iconic to me. These are the ones that I had the most fun dispatching my foes with or just gave exactly. me something else that wasn't just a shotgun, you know, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. expanded my whole notion of what this is. So I'm going to throw at a couple of rules that I thought I'd put upon myself. You don't have to follow these at all, <laughs> but, but I'm going to, these are my rules. All right. Go. So they can't be, these weaponries, they can't be gadgets or decidedly gadgets. They are, in fact, a weapon. This yeah. is what they're used for, for yeah. killing. Yeah, I can, par- I can party with that. That's cool. Okay, good. No first appearance in films. These can't be inspired, so we can't, in my mind, have any lightsabers or a, a proton blaster for from the Ghostbusters, for instance. It's got to be... Because these have all had great digital representations, but they didn't originally appear in a video game. Yeah, no. So that's my... And my final rule, and this might be tied in a little bit with the gadgetry, is they must be used to kill. It's that simple. Yes. These are weapons we're talking about. So I think we've both taken different passages in our search for uh, our favorite list of best video game weapons. Um, You were mentioning that you've gone for things that, you know, require a little bit of range in order to slay your foes, where I'm looking at my list now and mine are decidedly a whole lot closer. (laughs) So that's cool. It's going to be quite interesting to see how we match here, you know, or don't match. Yes. Let's let's fire away, and I'm. Do you see what no I did? Pun that intended. Was good, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look, man, I've got a big old list here, and it could take some time to get through. Do you feel like um, launching at me immediately in one of your favorite all-time video game weapons, if you wouldn't mind? Hundred percent, man. And and I will. Oh, okay. uh, I will give out a, a long list warning as well. Okay. So do you want to go for one for one? Yeah, man. Let's just Unless see. Unless they tie in. Yeah. Let's yeah, just right. see what happens. Mm. I'm going to start this list with the Fat Man from Fallout 3. Dude, yeah. that's right on top of my list. I'm looking at it, man. I know. I, well, cool. there was there was no way. There's a couple where, as I'm writing these down, man, I'm like, geez, got that. G-Man's got that. There's <laughs> no way he doesn't. got that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like it's kind of like a, you know, mini little warhead atomic bomb just uh just in a launcher and I'll never forget the first time I acquired that weapon in Fallout 3. It was just like, ooh. Uh, practicality. Eh, it's not it's not the most <laughs> practical sort of a weapon, but you know, uh just in terms of video games and acquiring a weapon that you just can't wait to use as well, it was mm. just like, woohoo! Um, you know, st- and I would deliberately move up to high high vistas and just launch it and watch it. You know, it was, oh, don't get me started. Dude, what son. a weapon. Can, can I say the problem with that weapon is, like, like my biggest problem is that I was, it, the ammunition is so rare and it's so, so, scarce. so scarce. I didn't know um, when was the most appropriate time to use it. So I found myself walking around saving carrying it. Yeah. all this because of the weight requirements in Fallout. Just saving it and saving it. 
And then, you know, I almost didn't get a chance to use it before the end of the game. Then I just thought, ah, I got four of these. I just go, wow. And, you know, took out a few death claws. That's what they're for. But, dude, such a great entry. I mean, why wouldn't you want a little personal warhead, you know, with the most beautiful mushroom cloud and accompanying flash? Such a beautiful thing. On a daily basis, I just think, if only I had a fat man. (laughs) But, you know, I digress. And a weapon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lucky, lucky man. Yeah, the fat man's no, like, what do you want it. me to do? I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> Damn, this reflux is killing me. <laughs> I've got a cramp. All right, buddy. Now that we've done some terrible shaming, let's uh, oh, move I on. That. I love it. Well, my first entry here, and uh, noticeably what we've done, and that's what we're going to find as I pressed before, is that my weapons are a little bit closer than the old fat man perhaps might uh, allude to. So I've gone for something a little bit unexpected and my first entry is uh, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat and his harpoon or his spear and is the simplest, simplest weapon to use. Uh, And they give it to you straight away. It's one of his standard moves and it's been standard for Scorpion to use this weapon and he says, Get over here! Over and over and over again. You leave them stunned and then you uppercut them into the roof full of spikes. It is the ultimate Mortal Kombat weapon, the most iconic thing. There's not a picture of Scorpion alive. Well, obviously, because he's undead, but without flinging that harpoon. So there's my entry for my first favorite, favorite weapon is the harpoon from Mortal Kombat Vice Scorpion. Oh, devastating, man. Devastating. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, and and what I found devastating about that particular weapon is when you were harpooned. It's just like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> I just got to let I got to let this unfold. Like you can't. Yep. There's nothing you could do. It's it's right on par with being, you know, frozen. You know, by Sub Zero. It's just like, exactly. ah, you son of a. Yep. God. No, there's five seconds that you can't do anything for, and they can just go, <laughs> duck, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, totally. You know, wait for yeah, you to yeah, come yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was always, in, in my crew of buddies, there was always, you know, like, yeah, a five-second zone of, like, trash talk. It's just like, <laughs> you know, your mother, yeah, bang. Exactly. It's like, ah. Oh. Problem is, too, if you're a bit of a, a fighting noob, um, that is one of the most spammable moves as well. Like, you can just Ooh, yeah. do it. And do it and do it and piss your enemy off until they've got no choice but to throw the controller at the TV and leave with all the toys. You know, I've experienced in this. that mega Sega Mega Drive era where some of those special moves you ride, it was like, oh Jesus Christ! But if it was you know akin to just a forward, forward and a back or a half sweep and into it, you were you were just yeah. like firing it out like Jason Bourne, man. It was just like Ganesh, exactly. Ganesh. Um, exactly. Yeah, right up there, right up there for me with. Uh, with uh, you know, Liu Kang and uh, and all those dudes, you know, Raiden's hat throw, just good bread and butter, my friend. That's what I'm talking about, man. Meat and potatoes. Well done, well done. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, all right. What do you got there? I'm going to move on to a game or a weapon from a game, a famous weapon from a game that I'm not sure how much time you spent in. It's the Lancer, my friend, from Gears of uh. War. Now, this is because we established this earlier that you're Xboxian and I'm not so. Yes. Um, that is probably and quite possibly the only weapon that I desire to use so much that I've never used. Yes. Now, why wouldn't you and why haven't anybody or hasn't anybody put a chainsaw on a gun before? I know. In all honesty. 
I know, Funeral right? Dynasty, man. That's insane. That's a great entry. It's the iconic weapon, and it you know uh, sort of rivals right up against the the Nasher shotgun. But yeah, in terms of bringing something different, here it is. And my dude, if you want to talk about the satisfaction of just you know, because it's a great gun as is. You know, you're just dealing out wet t-shirt competition winners right, left, and centre per clip. <laughs> but just those moments when people you know get through and you just. I'll never forget the first moment I did it. It was it, it's yeah, almost sickening. It's just like that is rad. You know, and, and the shoulder girdle is just cleft in twain with some really good anatomic detail. The camera, you know, the, the point of view gets splashed. It's like oh, yeah. it is right up there with anything. Massive respect to, to the Lancer. And it's got you written all over it, Cuzzy, because you know, it's it got really up does. close and personal covered. Yeah, but it's also like it's not it's no slouch at range too. That's the whole point. Like often a lot of guns that um have like, you know, I, I think of Battlefield One, for instance, where they sort of introduced or reintroduced the idea of a bayonet. You've got like one shot and then a stab move. So, you know, you're actually only effective at close range. But this seems like the weapon for me. It really, really does. God, what am I doing with my life? Oh my god. I know, right? Great entry. It's going to go down as a regret. We need to we need to become extremely wealthy and just go back to a time in our lives where we have both platforms, my dude. Like, in, yeah, you well, know. look, man, soon. <laughs> I know. Uh, I come sensing this, man. We're coming yeah. to a time. Here All right, we well, I'm going to throw one at you now as well. And what we've got is another up close and personal from. It's it's probably one of the most um, reused weapons in any game ever and it would be the master sword from the zelda series it's the most desirable desirable blade you've only ever heard of it in legends up until the point that you rip it out of the stone and all of a sudden you've got it but it's been the mainstay in every one of the zelda games like it's still yes it has as soon as you spark up breath of the wild like oh well how do i get the uh, master sword and the hyrule shield these are the things that you want and they always make it the hardest thing to get, of course, because it's the ultimate weapon, man. You can't just start the game with the Master Sword. You need to earn that through dungeons yeah. and dungeons and deaths and trials. My God. So the Master Sword for me, just through um, consistency throughout genres, since 85, man, since Zelda appeared, the Master wow. Sword has been in existence. It's nearly as old as me. Yeah. It's nearly as old as me, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So just for historical value, I think the Master Sword for me. And of course, it you know, when you're full strength, it sort of shoots, it does all this stuff. But just for desire and consistency, historically, for me, the Master Sword is my entry. Oh my dude, that's perfect. And again, got it that that has a lot of ranges covered. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you've got oh. a little bit of distance, you've got a little bit of close, but just sort of like having the the weapon, that's how it felt, you know. Ah. The game's almost over. Yes. I didn't even. You don't even have yeah, to kill yeah, Ganon yeah. with it. You just go, cool. I got the sword. I'm one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who's next? Um, all right, my dude. Now I'm going to move on, and this I feel like a couple of my selections are potentially going to challenge your rule number two, which which is why I kind of when you said your rule number two, I kind of went meh. My way of not acquiescing. So I'm going to go with the car 98k, my dude. And again, this is obviously because of my heavy, heavy love and interest of uh, of PUBG. 
Now, the Car 98K is, you know, a lovely bolt-action sniper rifle that has its origins in the 1930s. So it's been around the block a few times. But, my dude, this is the equivalent of, you know, in, this, in the sniper world of picking up the Gibson SG or the Gibson Les Paul. Like, it's just chunky and weighty. It's not necessarily going to corner as well as a Strat. It's not necessarily going to sing to the same sort of tonal highs, but... My friend, if you just need someone gone, you pick yourself up a Car 98K, my brother. Across many, many gaming platforms for me. So, yeah, I've used the Car 98K in uh, Call of Duties. I've, I've used it across the board. But my dude, in PUBG, you know, there are better, probably better sniper rifles out there, particularly ones that come out of crates and things. But dude this one will get you this one will get you having chicken for dinner stopping power yeah but in terms of what we also said at the start just the feel my dude just the yeah. feel of oh it is a throaty yeah. there's a throaty roar to this gun that that has has one puckering their lips when <laughs> when you're shooting it my brother all lips yeah, love 100 percent <laughs> yeah great entry man that's a powerful beast i've experienced it in many iterations across many different combat games and um you know it's a be all end all really isn't it to tear a guy in half it oh. totally is and look bolt act bolt action sniper rifles let's be honest in games they're a commitment like if you're if you're just starting to try and shoot from across maps you know, grab yourself a DMR, you're probably going to do better, but there will be that time when you start just picking that sucker up and, oh, just, you know, removing removing heads from shoulders. It's like, woo! 360 no scopes, man. That's oh, my jam. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Great entry, man. I love it. Great. I'm going to move on here with uh, another close-range weapon brought to us by Santa Monica Studios, a.k.a. Kratos's Weapons, the Blades <gasps> of Chaos. Wow. Now, these, my dude, this is an exciting, exciting weapon to use. And um, they were given to Kratos in order to... Um, he made a plea with uh, Ares, the actual god of war, before Kratos slew him with these said blades. But they're attached yeah. to him. This is the problem. Like, Ares fused these to his hands as punishment. And so he's got no choice but to fling them around. And they act as lassoes or lariats, always attached. Yes. And it's the most beautiful thing to fling these things against uh, mythological creatures. <laughs> and one of the best bits about it is they've been around since uh, God of War 1 as well. Um, they were actually the Blades of Chaos and there were other blades that they introduced always had the same sort of um, modus operandi. But what they did in the modern nice. remake of God of War is they, they gave you a whole new weapon because it moved from Greek mythology to Norse. And so they gave you this axe, this Leviathan axe, which acts as, um, you know, kind of like Thor's hammer. You can throw it, you can bring it back to you and it shudders in your hand and it's just oh. amazing. But halfway through... Dude, they give you a little nod and a little nudge at one point. Kratos, spoiler alert, opens up this little chest because he has to because he's fighting Belder and no one can beat Belder. He finds these old chain blades in his house and then all of a sudden you just hit left on the D-pad and you're starting to do the old fling, fling and flail around again. And it's very, very satisfying, man. It really, really is. So the blades are chaos for pure chaos oh, yeah. and um, just crowd control because you swing them around your head and everyone coming from behind you and left and right, well, their heads come off and, you know, that really ceases any f sort of further uh, interaction from them. 
Very satisfying behavior, man. Blades of oh, Chaos, yeah. Kratos's weapons of choice. Dude. Game on. Like uh that is that is an exciting time when when you first acquire them and it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh wonder wonder what I can do with these and uh it it soon becomes blatantly obvious that uh blatantly obvious, that was good, yeah. The decapitator. Um all right, my dude, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna move on and, and again, here come some weapons that do not necessarily have their origins in video games, breaking your rule number ooh. two, but my god, they've given me so much joy in video games. Yeah, the AK, my friend, the the AK forty seven. It's my weapon of choice across so many games. It's the weapon dude. of freedom, dude. <laughs> yeah, my brother. Again, talk about PUBG. Just every time, just let me pick up an AK and I'll get the job yeah. done. You know, all of the Call of Duties, particularly Modern Warfare two. It was just like. Give me the Kalashnikov and daddy's going to go to work. Dude, dude, Samuel L. Jackson in Jackie Brown, you know, his quote from that, he says, AK-47, when you absolutely positively got to kill every mother flipper in the room, accept no <laughs> substitutes. Exactly. That is the damn weapon, dude. Yes. Exactly. And if you get like, I don't know if you remember a game years and years ago called Black. It was on the PS2 and um, Xbox era. And it had all the weapons. It's basically gun porn. And eventually you get to unlock the gold-plated AK. That, my dude, gold-plated AK? Mm-mm. Now that's, yes. <laughs> that's the weapon of kings. Oh, yeah. It's been, you know, across the, all the Tom Clancy games that I that, that we love, my friend, the, all the Rainbow Sixes over the years. It's just been, it's the taken care of business. Like when I pick up that gun, someone play Barkman Turner Overdrive because I'm going to take care <laughs> of business. Seven, six, two rounds coming out, coming hot. Everyone, everyone gets one in the, you know, two in the chest, one in the bonds. See you later. It's just the simplicity of it. But again, you want to talk about that lip puckering tone, like you get yourself a good headset, you know, you pick up, you pick up a, a, a decent AK and, ah, oh, yeah, you're going to bring the bass, you're going to bring the noise. Yeah. And depending on this sort of game platform that you're playing on, they're, they're reasonably competent across a lot of range. So, you know, some some games will allow you to put on, you know, distant scopes on these guys, four buys, six buys, and they can adequately take care of business, single shot sniping. But yeah, up close and personal is just where we're going to tear, tear you a new one. So that's that bad boy in any game. I'm sort of going, I wonder if they've got an AK. And if they've got one, I'm drawn to it. Sold. Yeah, I love it, man. <laughs> and even, even Real World, it's like one of the most successful, like I'm not much of a weapon guy really, but it's one of the most successful weapons on the planet, man. Like it's mass produced since the goddamn 70s and it's absolutely everywhere. Yeah. You know, that yep. was um, Kalashnikov and his uh, genius plan of weaponizing the planet. Well, you went and did it, you know. That's <laughs> a great plan. Uh-oh. Whoops. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to move right along here. I'm going to do... Bring it. This is another modern variant, and it requires you to be rather close again. Um, whether it's from Altair, Ezio, Connor, or any of the other protagonists Ooh. that have graced the Assassin's Creed franchise, dude, when the hidden blade was introduced mm. by the assassins in the battle against the Templars. Even so extremely, they keep it hidden underneath uh, their right or left arm and they even sever what you would call the ring finger so it can just come out and not chop your own finger off. They took care of that already. So 
creeping along through a crowd and then just wandering up behind your target, inserting this thing slowly and then just wandering away, leaving the guy to die and everyone in the crowd's going, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Yes. Just for dispatching, boy, I've taken a lot of people out with that blade. <laughs> tell you, whichever yeah. variants they are, and eventually you get two, and then you do these elaborate sort of two two pronged attacks. But um, wow, dude, just for uh, just for the the how devious it is, you know, it's a oh, yeah. it, no one should have this. It's a really it's quite da- <laughs> quite dangerous, you know. It's not just there to cut your cucumber sandwiches. No. Although it does very well in the catering landscape, you know. Uh, also does. Also does. You know, Ezio is very fine with this in yeah. dicing his, uh, his onions before making the spaghetti bolognese. Keep your eye out for Ezio's cookbook. <laughs> it's coming out. Just don't forget exactly. when you get hot in the kitchen that you, you know, wipe your perspiration away. That can be quite... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and scalp yourself. But that's my quick entry there, the Hidden Blade from the Assassin's Creed franchise. What fun. That was such an interesting weapon to use if you really did, like you said, if you really did want to stick to mostly stealth. It's the, it's the ultimate just like, wasn't me. <laughs> you know, you can just walk past a dude just... Ram this thing into his track here, and, yeah. you know, and just go, yeah, walk off like it was. Oh, that guy doesn't look well. Exactly. Wasn't me. Yeah. Don't know what happened. And <laughs> ever so quickly, I don't want to double up here at all, but it'll save a little bit of time instead of bringing it up again later. But the same sort of silent and Machiavellian dispatch method used by Agent Forty Seven. Which is the fiber wire, the garrote oh, wire. You know, that is something just, oh, it's, it's up there. It's in the same realm as a hidden blade for me, just for, oh, brutality. And then the later versions, he, 47 puts the thing around, turns around, and then busts the guy over his back. It's really quite horrible. So, yeah. two close quarters dispatch methods, the fiber wire as well from Hitman, Agent 47. Well, I will take a moment to speak about Hitman, if you don't mind, because oh, great! it's a, such a strange game in that it, it receives all the accolades, but I still think it's highly underrated mm. in terms of it's just has the potential to be like playing two different games. On one hand, if you, you know, if you want to go the, the, the stealth option, it's like you're playing Tenchu or something back in the day. Like you're literally a modern day ninja. And the game just unfolds so differently in, in terms of your experience. I've just, I've almost never seen it done better than that game. I, mm. Don't get me wrong, Assassin's Creed has its moments, but my brother, man... Hitman, wow. Yeah, I know, I know. And the option in that game too um, that we've discussed in previous episodes, the option to go loud is really, really sort of encouraged as well when they give you the twin ballers, man. Well, that was... Is that where you were going? That was where Ah, I'm going, my my bro. No, you didn't. You crunch your flow. (laughs) No, you can can crunch my flow anytime, son. (laughs) Yeah, dude, the silver ballers... Come on, man. Like, arguably two of the finest pistolas ever in a game. And that's another thing about the beauty of both those weapons and that game. The game encourages you, you know, pick up a G36C, pick up whatever it is that you want, and and that'll go well. But you know what? The ballers are also going to rock the show probably as well, if not better, every single time. Now, talk about moments of puffing the lips out when you're playing a video game. Yeah. Like when you are laying down with those two bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's when video games are, are at their finest. It's like this is this is the ultimate. You know, you're just Very laying much. down, my son. Yeah. 
and and that's again like sorry to sorry to go off on a momentum no. you know, momentous tangent, but that's the beauty of this game, man. It's just like you can complete, and and I know you did because we've talked about it. I completed the whole thing all the way through stealth playing yep. the game as it kind of suggested and then I just went cool man I'm going to create a whole new save and just go loud the whole yep. way through yeah died more probably harder but for all intent and purposes it felt like I was playing a different game and it was just so good because the developers IO Interactive they were just fantastic in the fact that they had some of the best body flop inf- body oh. flop that I've ever seen so when you lay waste these guys with the uh, the bowlers and they poof fly away. Oh, yeah. There is something so, so lustful about that experience, man. Oh, mate. Really. The Spandau Ballet in that game is just, you know, one of, one of the best. Like, the way those bodies fly and react to being hit and then crunch and, you know, we're, yeah. talk, we're talking about a game that, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but would have to be more than 10 years old in, in, in its some of its original forms. Didn't like the latest one where it was like you download an episode and then you get another episode. It's like, whoa. Uh, why would you oh, do that? That's a money-making experiment, isn't it? It's just yeah. That's just really oh, prove. we haven't really finished mm. the game, but we'll start selling it. No. Yeah, we've been taking lessons from EA. God damn it, man! I know. Go forth and multiply on that one. I'm not into Suck it. Suck that. Yeah. Two great weapons from that game, my brother. We've got yeah the garrote and we've got the pistols. So I've done pistols. Back to you. All right, man. Ugh. Well, I'm going to up your ante, and this is I'm going to take this Ooh, in a hello. very peculiar direction, and I don't think we were going to go. Um, it appeared very early in the 80s, not long after I was born, and this is in fact, this is going to be hard to quantify as a weapon, but I, I, I want to put my case to you. It's the Do flower it. that you pick up in Mario Brothers, oh. giving you firepower. Now, listen here. That yes. was one of the first times I ever flung a projectile in a game. And so you pick up the flower shortly after in the same first stage as the uh, as the mushroom making you large, of course, and then yes. you, your suit turns white. And then if you hit the run button, you can just throw as many of these fireballs with impunity at Goombas and Koopas alike. And watching them bounce and yes. bounce that, these are the first ones too. The caveat there is they can bounce back and get you. But so you get really good at dodging or instead of just throwing them around like a total sort of crazy kid at a party throwing lollies around, you do it with a little bit more care, a little bit more precision and then all of a sudden they're one of the most effective things on the planet up until you find the guy who they don't affect. But, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about no, you're guys not. it does affect. So there's my uh, there's my grand entry there is the, is the flower power from Mario Brothers as one of my favourite weapons, man. Do you consider that a weapon or is that totally. a special ability? You know, that might... I might have... Uh, I should really have put that at the very start in the rules. I might write that in now. No special abilities. So I might have already <laughs> undone myself... <laughs> But, you know, this is what we do. We, you know, roll as we evolve, man. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing firepower. I'm sticking to it, damn it. Yeah, bugger it. Mario Brothers, firepower. You can undo yourself at, at will, my friend. This is a safe space. <laughs> my thing Thank is you. this. They're right up there. They're right up there with the Wonder Boy axes. Like, oh, And yeah, also yeah. using the bounce, you know, using the physics of the bounce and knowing where the bounce is going to go. So That's you right. can kind of, yeah, man. My only problem is at the moment that we play a bit in at my place with my kids and there's always a bit of, uh, you know, when you're multiplaying it, there's a there's a bit of a tantrum over who gets the flower and who, who shafts the other person and... 
Totally, totally. You know, early explorations of managing conflict. But yeah, um, yeah dude, I agree with you. That's totally a weapon. 100% that's a weapon. Well, yeah. And look, I'm thinking also in the, in the same, ever so quickly in the Mario realm, like if, if anyone's familiar with the old cart variety, oh. the blue shell oh. is the nightmarish thing. Like your punishment for being oh. first oh. is that anyone can throw this sucker at you and... It's only going to hit you. And that really, you know, when you're nearly at the finish line, you've busted your ass and you've just snuck in front and then you hear that stupid sound. You're like, I'm not worthy of the blue shell. I've been in the lead for a second. Can you... Uh, no, nope, dead. Now I'm fourth. Terrible weapon, man. It's an equalizer. To, to be honest with you, man, I have conflicting thoughts about the blue shell. I almost I almost think it's a bit harsh. Like, where's the reward for effort, man? There's plenty of other weapons in that game. That can that can kick your buttski, let alone you know a momentary lapse of concentration, and you're you're at the back of the pack anyway. But yeah, man, I don't know. I have tantrums about that one. I'm with. I've you. played in groups where where we put you know put the blue shell ban on. It's just like I don't think it's yeah. virtuous, sir. It is without honor. No, well, it rewards you for staying second. So. All you got to do is wait behind the guy who's in the lead. But there's the caveat too. Like if you're a smart guy, right, or gal or whoever you might be, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Let someone take the lead for that second crush and then you got them. You know, there are there are ways to avoid it. So strategies are bound. I love but it. Anyway, blue shell and firepower. That's my Mario entries. Yeah, man. I, I completely agree. Controversial as it is, you know, it's, it's definitely a weapon. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to briefly mention the MP5. And I'm going to gush. I don't mm. often, you know, I am your classic sniper rifle, assault rifle guy, but across many platforms and across so many years, be it Call of Duty, again, you know, Modern Warfare 2, be it uh, Battlefield, you know, be it Battlefield 2, Battlefield 3, all the Tom Clancy games. Mm. Uh, the MP5 will get you through, my friend. In fact, you know, in, in more current iterations it's arguably one of the more op weapons probably needs a bit of a nerf in cod at the moment but uh oh probably my favorite version of the mp5 was in tom clancy's rainbow six vegas the first iteration yeah, of vegas oh man i loved it i loved that gun it was between that and the p90 you know it was just like I, yeah these are just little haircut machines they just they just give haircuts yep Clancy's dedication to real-world weaponry, though, is pretty, pretty oh. astounding. Like you get, you get a genuine virtual experience out of that man. You really do. Absolutely, absolutely. When we eventually do a show where we try to, you know, we try to talk about the top greatest video games ever, which will obviously have a lot, a lot of emotions, tantrums, and arguments, but. <laughs> Uh, Tom Tom Clancy's you know Rainbow Six Vegas is going to demand a, a place in the Qantas Lounge for me. That I love that, mate. But yeah, together with the MP5 and and across a lot of shooters, so it, it's equally welcome in the hand of the advanced as it is in the hand of the beginner. So if we're going to tag along and do some gaming with with a newbie, it'd be like, yeah, man, pick pick up the MP5. You'll be okay with it. Like it's going to get the job done. So particularly well represented fun in Far Cry Five. You know where you're going up against that cult, and there's that dude that kind of mm. looks like Jared Leto, which is very That's right. very What's triggering. So the best answer for that is, you look like Jared Leto, you get an MP5, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's me, dude. So what else you got? Yeah, I like it. 
tight little unit, man. I'm, I'm going to do a quick double header, just a little bit ooh, like last time, because it's hard to choose. You've got a few on your list, haven't you? Ah, there's a couple. We're yeah. getting getting there, though. Like, I've only got a few more after this, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we've got the, from Final Fantasy series, in particular number seven, you've got Cloud's weapon, the Buster Sword, the one that he starts with. Of it is the most course. oversized, most impractical, stupid thing that you've ever seen in your life. But my God, it's instantly recognisable. Like, you see that sword, someone's like, oh, well, there's the, there's the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. But as a tangent, I think as a better weapon, as a more fun weapon, which I wish was explored elsewhere and used elsewhere, is from Final Fantasy VIII, arguably my least favourite Final Fantasy that I didn't even get to the second disc on. I didn't really like yeah, it that no, much, they to lost be me. But the gun blade, this is a sword. Likewise, we're talking with the uh, the Lancer from Gears, right? Integrated weaponry. So you've got this thing that's predominantly a sword, but it's a revolver at the same time. So you hold it like a gun and you wave it around and you shoot when you want to. So the perfect, once again, blending of, you know, close quarters with a bit of range oh. involved. And that's, oh man, why wouldn't you want a gun that is a sword at any given time? Likewise, you wouldn't want a, why, why wouldn't you want an assault rifle with a chainsaw on it? I mean, come on. Yeah. This is one of those weapons, man. Yeah. So the gun blade for me from Final Fantasy VIII. It's also one of our listeners' uh, choices for favourite games. Thank you, Shane, out there, who's chosen his favourite weapon already. And the gun blade does not disappoint, my man. Does not. Yeah. And that's me. Fire away, sunshine. Yeah, to me, the Gunblade is is another weapon of take care of business warfare. Yeah, you've got everything covered. I have a question that I'm going to posit to you at at the end of this list. All right. But yeah, the Gunblade is certainly going to feature in terms of it just makes sense. You've got melee covered well. You've got range covered well. What more do you want, sir? Well, nothing apart from firepower. I do agree with Shane. It's, it's, It's a strong contender for just... You know, the Barkman Turner Overdrive Award of taking care of business. <laughs> exactly. So I I can't get out of this discussion without mentioning the super shotty. Great. I mean, what's better than a shotgun is a is a super shotgun. Correct. We can establish that. Correct. And to be honest with you, really, really all through Doom was enjoying the standard shotgun. Like I will never look down my nose at the standard shotty, even in the most recent uh, Doom Eternal, the way that you could convert that standard shotty into virtually like a grenade launcher and that sort of thing, all the perks that you could add to it. But then there's the super shotty. Mm -hmm. My Lord, it is just two physics pipes that just want to take care of business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sure, you get a slightly slower rate of fire. Sure, it's going to chew through some more of your ammunition. Get over that. Plan for that. We're not here to mess around. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. If you're going to whinge, just go play Tetris. Don't talk to me. You know, it's a tactical decision to go to the super shoddy, and I don't want to talk to people who aren't aware of that. Like... It's it's a bit activating. I'm sorry. No, and that is so fine. Triggering, if you will. That was yeah. There you go. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I do. I do. Many people's first introduction into the shotgun, the original Doom, when all of a sudden you had something that had a bit of spray, a little bit of spread. I mean, and you can put guys down effortlessly. I think it's been refined heaps better later, as you're saying, the super shotgun in recent iterations. But the shotgun as a device for neutralizing evil. 
Yes, please. And that's, you know, really did first appear for me, at least, and many others in Doom as the uh, yeah. the go-to weapon. Even after you get the chain gun and all this other sort of stuff, the shotgun, oh, it just it just does the job, you know. Why get fancy when you can... It you really know? does. Like, it's just, you've, you're always you're always keeping it, you know, close at hand. You're always picking up the shells. You've always got an idea how many rounds you've got in your shotgun, particularly when you go to that super shoddy. It's like, if I get pushed into a bit of a corner i'm going to bring out the super shoddy and make some space it is the preferred weapon you know it is it, it receives the bruce campbell stamp uh of approval any weapon that uh you know ash is going to take and you know strap to his hand son against the uh <laughs> yes, against the deadites is one for me my friend so it just there's no way we could have got out of this episode without it would have been remiss of us my friend not to not oh, to bring the up old the super shot boomstick the boomstick I mean, come on man the boomstick now that's great entry man and that segues nicely into my next entry of which I'm discovering that I'm running out of entries I think I've got two pointed ones and the rest we can just wax I suppose but I wanted to mention sticking with Doom because it was the game that introduced to so many weapons you know so many weapons but the most desirable weapon that I didn't think was real for a long time until some dude in my year eight class said have you heard of the BFG? Oh. Like, what the hell is the BFG? And he told me it's an acronym standing for Big F*** Guns. And automatically I started salivating. But up until I actually found it and received it by pushing through, I didn't actually believe it. Oh, so mate. the BFG is the Big Effing Gun and it, my bro, oh. is the equalizer. That will kill everything in the room with a very satisfying green glow and turn them to goop. It's oh. the instant sort of... Uh, you know, crunch maker, everything dies with yes. the BFG. And it's in modern iterations in particular. Oh, man, it just, it's almost got a mind of its own. It does all these things. It cocks. It does its own stuff. And in Doom Eternal, it's actually not the BFG 9000 anymore. It's the BFG 10,000. And to those that don't know, it's in fact strapped to a planetary destruction device, which you then destroy it. Shoot Mars yeah. with the damn thing. And then you disassemble just enough so you got a carry around version. Yeah. Dude, like there is nothing out there more destructive, I think, other than detonating that bomb in Megaton in Fallout 3. Oh. The BFG 9 slash 10,000 is one of the be all and end all weapons, my dude. Oh. The big effing gun. Mmm. Tasty. I, I agree with you. Um, and I remember having similar conversations back in the Dizay. You know, a mate of mine going, have you have you come across the BFG? And I'm like, yes, I've read that book by Roald Dahl. It's a lovely book. Yeah, I read it right. after James and the Giant Peach. And he's like, no, man. Like, <laughs> damn. The moment that gun gets into your hands, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have had similar issues as did you with Fallout Three, with t- in terms of like sort of conserving it. Like the first, oh, the yeah. first few playthroughs, I just I just over conserved it. I didn't I didn't use it enough. But yeah, once I'd sort of worked it out and was trying to increase difficulty on subsequent playthroughs, it was like, ooh, mm. everyone gets some. Yes, my dude, the BFG, you know, a representation of Doom. It's just like 
you know, you are the slayer. And I don't, and I yeah. don't mean, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller or Buffy with much respect, but this is a dude that's going to take a shot at a planet. And I love that, my friend. It was on my list too, of course. We, we cannot, yes. we cannot get out. Cross that bad boy out of there. Man. My dude ski, I've got a couple more that I'll try to work through. I have to, have to, have to mention, and for me, I do think this is a weapon but possibly the most multi-faceted weapon is the gravity gun, my dude. Oh, mate. We're in the same league here, dude. We must talk a lot. <laughs> you know my oh. thoughts. Gee whiz, here's another game that's probably going to insist that it gets in, into the Qantas Lounge. It's a battle for me between Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2. Mm-hmm. Half-Life 1 gets votes for sh- just completely blowing your freaking mind. You'd never seen a game like that before. Half-Life 2 gets additional votes for it's quite possibly the best sequel of any game ever in that Christ, they've found a way to improve it. Half-Life 2 also so far ahead of its time, G-Fresh. Like, on PC, there are dudes still playing it. Graphically, it's aged, but stands up considering it's vintage. But here was this gravity gun. Combine that with a... Ooh, is that a saw blade lying across the room there? Oh, daddy-o. Here we go. Multiple multiple dudes are going to be about, I don't know... Uh, a head shorter. <laughs> yes. Yes! <laughs> Yeah. And just like, oh, do you want to grab that car and walk forward and use it as shelter? Absolutely, mm-hmm. my friend. You can use that as a shield. You get closer to these dudes and then just, yeah, launch a car at them. Or just pick up a dude and fling him against the wall. Oh, man. my like, brother. It's so versatile. You're absolutely right, man. That's a damn good entry, man. Oh, that sort of opens it up for being like almost like you get like a, a sandbox feel to that then because then there's no formula to how you're supposed to use it. There's a, just a bunch of stuff there for you to pick up if you want to or you could just kill them conventionally but do you no you use gravity (laughs) you know you use gravity against them and you throw them man this is the finest finest example of um you know a weapon that um really does allow you to do what you want with it it's not like the boomstick it's real obvious how to use point and click done gravity gun yeah takes a little bit of a little bit of noodle up there a little bit of thinking clever yeah i agree and it is left to the beholder it's like okay what can you do with it like i just i could do a complete episode on just that game my friend you know it's right up there with you know original elder scroll games in terms of just being so immersed in a game and a landscape you just yes. you're just on board and my final reflection before we move on we've talked about it before it's when games weren't dumb There was no arrow saying, hey, go over here. You had to work stuff out, man. But anyway, that would be a huge entry for me, my friend. Yep, I love it. Well, I'm I'm staring here looking at um, what I believe to be my final entry. Do it. Which is um, it's it's amazing. We're very in sync. You'd think that we do production meetings or something, but this is actually not the case in this one. (laughs) This is another weapon by the creators of Half Life, Valve, um, in a little offshoot, and I. I think you might be onto it, maybe. But I'm talking about the portal gun. Dude, now this straddles the line of my own very rule that um, it's probably, in some ways, depending on your school of thought, probably a little bit closer to a gadget than an actual weapon. But it is called a gun, so that's what I'm rolling with here. But to those that don't know what the portal gun is, it's a portal gun. It shoots portals. So you can shoot 
two portals and one will be against the wall the other will be against another wall or somewhere else and you can traverse straight through there or this is where the uh the second or third rule of uh, my own rules here comes into play it must be used to kill and yes it does you can set a portal at the bottom of a turreted enemy and have the portal above a pit of say lava or water or something that will dispatch him you can whoo he floats through the floor down through the roof over the lava in he goes Yep. turret dead so Good i night. consider that but one of the things about it is it's so so much fun and it gets your mind really reeling in a lot of ways because if you put a portal right beneath you and then a portal matching you perfectly above and you drop through you then pick up speed and speed and speed and speed and all of a sudden you put a portal elsewhere in one of your drops and you shoot out of that and it helps traversal it's the most incredible incredible game the portal one and portal two and the thing about it is what i love about a puzzler like that and it is a puzzler it is also better played with another person um the fact of the matter really is that when you're stuck in that game like there are moments when you're absolutely stuck like what the hell do i do i've kind of done everything i've shot a portal against everything nothing's really working the solution is like 10, 10 millimeters away from where you are now. You're given all the tools that you require, aka just the portal gun to solve these problems, but it's up to you and working out how they've devised that you use this weapon in particular. So that's my yes, entry, man. man. Just for almost sandbox ability, likewise with the gravity gun, both created by Valve, just really letting you run wild with a, a whole new concept. And there's my entry, the portal gun, man. You love that gun, right? Of course I do. Didn't do enough time in subsequent years, and and I, my, my good buddy Joey Galaxy has been hassling me to co-op Portal for for a long time. So I must I must do it. But my brother, the first time I shot a couple of portals and realised that I was looking at my own back, was just like, yeah. oh, that is dope. Like, yeah. you know. Oh wow, he moves when I move. It's a, oh, it's me. Ah! <laughs> That's right. Okay, now I get it. It's serious. It's not just a clever name. It makes portals. <laughs> That's right. My brother, it just makes me think, dude. Like, do Valve have the number one position in the Qantas Lounge of game developers? I mean, my mm, sweet it, lord. It's damn close. Some titles. I mean, do not. It, we've never. I don't think you and I have ever really discussed Left for Dead. But my God, possibly some of the greatest zombie shooter games that I've ever experienced. But I yes, digress. Brother. But does that not get you into the into the annals of history with just some just some of those names alone that we've just mentioned? Let alone Absolutely. their other voluminous catalogue. But just you know, Portals, Half Lifes, and Left for Dead. Surely that gets yeah. you. Oh, I would say so. Nothing like that's been done ever since. You know, and Half Life really, really did. Um, you know, Valve, with making of Half-Life, really kind of invented the modern-day story-based shooter. Like, the fact is that Doom, it opens up, you know, this is what this is the most iconic first-person shooter. Doom opens up, and you're shooting guys straight away. Yeah. For so long, during Half-Life, you're walking around, and maybe we should even mention the crowbar, actually, from Half-Life as being oh, also one of the most incredible 100p. weapons. When you crush one of those head grabbers for the first time, you think, a bit rudimentary, but boy, it was effective, you know. But so, yeah, absolutely. Valve's up there. 
that sucker will save Absolutely. your life if you're if you're you know just about dead. You bash the bash the crap out of any, any crate in the room and medical kits and yeah. yeah. You know, if we really thought about this and had hours and hours and hours, there'd even be honourable mentions. And the crowbar, you know, at least gets an honourable mention, my friend. Dude, what a what a, what a sterling entry. I'm going it. to go with the intervention which was a bolt-action sniper rifle that we first met in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And uh, aside from the fact that I just think it's a pretty cool name because, you know, getting a massive sniper round, you know, pumped through your chest is going to, you know, create a bit of an intervention. (laughs) The intervention was an interesting sniper rifle in that it could be argued that it sort of changed... I think it did change sniping in games. So first time we'd seen a bolt-action sniper rifle in Modern Warfare 2, and uh, oh my lord, this 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 gun just this gun just created volumes of people uploading footage to YouTube, and, and I just I absolutely just loved it. Respect to some of the other 50 cal sniper rifles, like obviously the Barrett was just absolutely epic in that game. Yeah. If you need to drop a juggernaut, then grab yourself a Barrett 50 cal. But yeah, something about the intervention was just was just fun. And again, you know, pucker up those lips. It's just a weighty gat that, um, yeah, just always had my respect. But yeah, to be honest with you, in in one of those more sort of sort of AAA title release, uh, to my memory, it was the first time that I'd seen a bolt action. Uh, sniper rifle in use aside from our wonderful friends in 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 battlefield so uh Mm. yeah bro i just wanted to sneak that one in the intervention cool name and sort of and sort of changed changed things now i've got three more and two of them will be in the same conversation would you mind if i just kept kept rolling my brother go for it the magnum pistol in halo in particular, in oh. Halo One. Mm-hmm. Now I know, I know that was at least back in the day when you still had access to consoles and you could play that game, my dude. But here was a gun that is going to be my biggest argument for having everything covered, like that. Uh, the first time you you just pushed the left trigger and went, oh, what happens here? And you've got your two by. I loved that gun, my friend. And up close and personal, yeah. it it took care of the biznack as well, my son. Oh, exactly. It's almost all time. So for me, when we talked about doing this episode, it was the first one that popped into my head. That's what I had in mind. Love that. It's about feel too, man. Isn't oh. it? Like that's what it is. I know we're going to be. You know, we've mentioned feel, and it's actually often a little bit of a, a cop out only using that word, but. Boy, it has some kick and you feel like you've actually just done your job. But that's something that Bungie does incredibly well that not a lot of other developers out there can do is get the feel right. Like the the speed at which you move, blah, 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 blah. That's all, all involved in making that weapon one of the most useful and fun endeavors, you know. So, yeah, totally with you, man. Anything from Bungie, almost any weapon at all, plasma grenades, you name it. They're all just... The bee's knees. Absolutely, my friend. And I think what you're talking about is the physics engine. Like they just got that. They mm. had a, they were, 
you know, some of the earliest developers to just give you a physics engine that was not just fun, but it had a it had a gravitas, it had a weight to it, it had a predictable yes. physics that you could use. Like, oh my god, man, the grenade mechanics possibly possibly the most fun that I've ever had in video games with with those grenades. Yeah. But that pistol, oh my god, like you know, business business is covered. And again, my only complaint was leave a bit more ammunition around but that's fine now my dude it would be crazy if we wrapped up this discussion without me bringing up two of my favorite guns from red dead redemption 2 oh all right and i know that this is a discussion that we've had a fair bit but if i did have to pick just two weapons from this beautiful 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 video game and incidentally surely rockstar are, are the other major contenders with valve straight away that's a that's a heavyweight fight my brother the rolling block rifle and the volcanic pistol oh man they're sort of like they're they are sort of end game weapons, both of those two, aren't they? They're the, sort of the most expensive because they do the most damage. But that rolling block rifle, dude, that is Oof. on me at all times for both animals that you're cruising around trying to examine and, you know, the inside of cowboys' heads when you try to examine those. Yes. <laughs> dude, that is a powerful weapon. Yeah. Yes. And I don't mind. I'm happy to sacrifice a little bit of fire rate for that one. It's just like. Oh, and again, talk about a game, not just the physics, but a game that got the sound right. Oh, my yeah, sweet yeah. Lord. Even the other day, I just popped in just to have a little bit of a look, and, and, and the visuals are to be expected, but what hit me was the sound. And even just mm. the difference between firing that weapon in the open and then just taking three steps to the left and firing it inside a shack... And he, yeah. oh, it's just like, wow, yeah. man. Like, that is that is just so dope. And yeah, of course, then the volcanic pistol, like, you know, kind of, again, sacrificing a little rate of fire. It's not, it's not as busy as the Mauser, but just powerful, powerful stuff, my dude. Yeah, but you can dual wield them too, though, can't you? That's the thing. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I just likes me oh. to shoot, my brother. These days, <laughs> I don't play many driving games. I, the most driving I do is vehicles in shooters. Like, I just... Something about <laughs> yeah. it, my man. I'll never get over it. I feel you. I love it, man. I love it. That's been a hell of a list. You know, there there are probably a bunch more honourable mentions that we can do, but we'll fill that out in the, uh, in the comments section of our respective pages. Yes. So, if you've been a fan of what you've heard or... Even if you haven't been, hit us up on the Facebook. You can find us, The Man Childian Candidate, across Instagram and FacyB, and we will be there. Uh, it'd be great to have some inspiration, um, even just some comments, and maybe tell us something you'd like us to analyze and uh, break down for you in the future. Absolutely, my friend. And here's my question that I was going to posit, all right? Mm. You're going into all battle, and you can only take one weapon. What's it going to be, cuz? That's the hardest bit, man, because if I, once again, some of the weapons that I've mentioned here, I don't have the strength to actually do. I know that I couldn't actually blade of chaos it. So I'm actually a total coward, but I approve of the destruction. I'm going for the number one weapon that was mentioned today. I'm taking the fat man with me just to make sure that I only have to pull the trigger once. Wow. (laughs) That's dope. I'm taking it, man. That's dope. What about you, my man? Where do you roll? I'm going with the Halo Magnum pistol. Like if I just got Lovely. one 
thing to take. I can handle a bit of range and I can handle up close and personal, my dude. If 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 I can only take one gat, that's what I'm that's what I'm taking, I is is my thought, it. you know, with a with much respect to, you know, the AK. Yeah. And that's the other question that I would like to leave with our listeners is what's your, uh, I was going to say desert island weapon, but I don't know why you're <laughs> going to a desert island with a goddamn sniper rifle. But anyway, what's your one weapon? If you're going into battle, you can only for sure, for certain, take one. What is it? I'd be interested, my friend. I'm very interested. So please hit us up on the social medias. We're going to be releasing an episode every week for the rest of our lives. So Jesus. make sure that you pay heaps of attention oh there. God. The editors are going to be... I haven't told the editor anything about this. <laughs> but, you know, we got a bunch in the can and, you know, off it goes. That's what's going to happen. All right. So thanks, P-Boss, for hanging out with me today, yeah, man. This I has love been it. an absolute I love it. blast. That's also... could have done that all day. Jesus. Like, little puns. He's a funny anyway. guy no, today. It's ridiculous. Doing my best, man. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's been an absolute treat. My name's G-Man. I'm sitting across from P-Boss. This is the Manchildian Candidate. Hit us up on the Facebooks and stay tuned in the future for a few more eps. Tell us what you like. Peace out, humans. See you later, everyone. Mm-hmm.